Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Eglap. It's me, your host, Paolo. And today's episode is going to be a very interesting one because we'll be talking more about uh, PR, public relations, and also the af- a bit of the aftermath of... Okay, why is there like a... Yeah, there we go. And we'll talk about the aftermath of the elections and all. But let me get a better angle. What's wrong with my... Yeah, there we go. Okay, so anyway... Today's, so before I start the episode, I'd like to thank our sponsors because I keep forgetting to thank them. So I'd like to thank Swagat Indian Cuisine, uh, Mask and More Manila, and Derm Nature, um, Nature. So today's guest has done so much in her career that she doesn't need to be introduced because I would assume everyone knows her by now. So welcome to Iglap for the very first time, Steph Onkiko. Hey, Steph. Hi. Do you like my introduction for you? Yeah, I love it. Alam niyo talagang friends kami ni Paolo. <laughs> so, um, so you know, before... Yeah, so before we get into the nitty-gritty of the episode, why don't you tell us fun facts about yourself? Like, things that not a lot of people know about. Because I know you have like 100,000 fans out there. But, oh, I um, wish it was like you. Pero hindi. Ano lang tayo? Okay, ano but, lang tayo? Um, ano lang tayo? But like, what are fun facts about Steph that not a lot of people know about? Well, first is that I am a mom, but not like the traditional, um, traditional meaning of a mom. So I am a mom to a corgi. <laughs> not a lot of people know know that. And um, I guess like I like to to dabble in a lot of things. Like, because I was a reporter before, and after being a reporter, I shifted my career. Like. I don't know, three times I became a media relations officer. Now, now I'm working as a PR practitioner. So, yeah. And um, ano po ba? I guess um, I know how to sing a little. <laughs> Not a lot of people know that. Okay. So, yeah, I guess that's okay, so it. When you sing, I'm, I want you to be 100% honest, okay? Like mm-hmm. on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you give yourself? Okay, there's two sides. Two sides talaga. Like, when I was younger, <laughs> when I was in grade school, hanggang high school, I used to join singing contests. But oh, wow. I, okay. Yeah, but because meron akong addiction sa chocolate and sa sweets, um, nasira kasi yung boses ko. I used to, I have a voice coach before, which always, she he, he would always tell me, like, not to eat sweets and chocolates after voice rehearsals. But kasi yun yung reward ko sa sarili ko. So, I lost my voice. So, that time, on a scale of 1 to 10, maybe 8. But now, on wow. a scale of 1 to 10, I think 6. So, like, okay. So, if you could compare, like, your younger self. In the first place, I never knew the whole chocolate thing was real. I thought it was all oh fake God. news. It's so real. <laughs> anyway, I never knew that. So, like, I guess Adele only has chocolate maybe once a year or something, probably. Really? Oh my God, you're not probably at because I mean her voice is still amazing, right? I don't think she eats it that often. Well, yeah, I guess I don't know. <laughs> so okay, so when you know younger Steph, when she was eight out of ten, who would you compare your singing talents to? Like you know, the, the you know I guess the way you sang oh, and your voice. No, when I was ano, oh sige, dahil nandito na rin tayo, so iyayabang ko na. Nung bata yeah. ako, like. My voice coach would tell me that yung mga songs ni Lea Salonga would be my songs kasi medyo magka-range kami ng boses. Kaya pinangatawanan ko yon every time like kunare um nagbi-video kami with my friends I would sing Disney songs. <laughs> so ako yung Disney so, princess. 
a whole new world uh yeah. okay, reflection oh okay. yeah oh my god yeah alam na alam mo Exactly. But wow, Leia, huh? I mean, I love yeah. Leia because of, you know, Le Mis, uh, Miss Saigon. As in, I would listen to the Miss Saigon soundtrack over and over again just for Leia. Yeah, and wow. you're a whole new world, yeah. Like, that's the best version of a whole new world that I've ever heard. Even the live one that they sang, you know, after how many years, kumanta sila sa ABC, Good Morning America. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah, yeah but wow, okay. If you want to, I mean, I would love for you to sing if you want. Oh, I heard you actually like Vidyoke, so I can challenge you on that. (laughs) No, trust me, I will lose easily. I mean, I only sing either David Pomeranz or Richard Marks. So David Pomeranz, it has to be Born For You. And for Richard Marks, it has to be Right Here Waiting For You. So so (laughs) it's so Pang lola siya, hindi pang tatay. <laughs> yeah, but board for you is nice. My uncle would always sing that. It's nice. Yeah, but I, I love I love those two. Uh, I'm a very frustrated singer. Like, I wish I had... Like I'm sure you're still a great singer. I think you're being too humble about the 6 out of 10. But we'll see. Hopefully, we could have a karaoke session and, you know, you'll prove me wrong. Or yeah. you'll prove me right that you're being too humble. So... Oh, and Ken says you also sing Michael Bolton pala? Huh? Oh, no. I, lo- I love kasi na his song, um, I Can Go the Distance. Ah, Hercules. Yeah, because it's a Disney movie. I, I told you, I was yeah. a Disney. I'm a Disney princess, so feel na feel ko yun. <laughs> the Michael, Michael Bolton song I like is, I said I loved you, but I lied. That's my favorite. Oh, my God. Yeah, Have you seen the nice. music video of that when he's like, you know, he's wearing like a leather jacket but no shirt. Then you can see his chest hair and all that in the desert. Hindi <laughs> 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 music video, but I know that song. It's, it's like a masterpiece. But okay, so going back to our topic. So you, you mentioned that you're now a PR practitioner, right? So what's the importance of PR? Because I guess a lot of people, um, they know about PR, they hear about it. I guess they have an idea of it. But why is it so important for you? Like, in your opinion, why is it something that, you know, whether it's an individual or a company, why should they have, like, their own PR team? Actually, I wanted to ask you first. Like, when you when you hear the word PR, what do you usually think? Uh, so the first thing I think is, like, a scandal and they have to extinguish the fire. Yeah, I that that's part of that. But, like, a lot of my, my friends, like, when they hear PR, parang naisip nila lagi, parties, events socialization with celebrities. Alam mo yun, yung, yeah. so yung pinag-aayos and, and, and everything. But I think, um, going back to your question, like the reason it's important because may mga organizations kasi and companies that they don't know how to communicate with their audiences. Alam mo yun? Or with, um, yeah, with other stakeholders. So they need somebody like a middleman to make sure that all communications are smooth. So that's why PR is important kasi um, paminsan, alam mo yun, hindi, like, like, they're lost, kunwari, nagkaroon nga ng crisis. Um, hindi nila alam ko ano yung gagawin. So, there has to be someone there na, who would, who would drive them to the right direction, ganyan. Or, parang, kunwari, hindi mo alam kung paano mo ipoposition yung sarili mo with your target audience, then you need a PR person to make you, to help you achieve your goals. Let's say, for example, you're running to public office. I don't know, you want to be 
um, perceived as somebody like an expert in this field or something. So you need someone who knows what he or she is doing to to get you to that. I mean, to fulfill your objectives. So, so you, no, but it made a lot of sense. But I guess the question now is, what's the difference between public relations and brand marketing? I think um, the main difference nila is because usually. Ako parang I associate marketing with like it's more on the advertising side. Yeah. Parang for PR kasi it's ang pinaka heart and core ng PR for me is relationships. Kasi you really need like a network, um, a good network with good relationships in order for you to build um, or to do your job well. Kasi with marketing, di ba, parang you're pushing for a brand, you're making a strategy and then you want to put it out there. That's why you're gonna put ads. Magbabayad ka. But for PR, for example, like I want to write a story or I have a story about you. And I want to I want that story to come out in newspapers. Isisid ko yon. And ang mangyayari, I don't have to that. Yung relationship ko with the reporters, with the editors, yun yung um, parang magiging benchmark kung mailalabas ba yun or hindi. And usually kung maganda yung relationship ko with the media, they would usually publish that story. So kumbaga, PR, you bank on your relationship and your network. Kaya mas nakakatipid ka compared to like marketing and advertising that you have to shell out money. And kasi PR, mas, mas organic yung, 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 yung tingin ng tao. Kasi di ba parang, hindi mo siya alam na it's an ad or it's, it's, um, it's pushing for a brand or service. Parang it's not in your face. So I, I think like a lot of people mas prefer nila yung PR over marketing and advertising. All right. So with that one, you mentioned, right, that to be a good PR practitioner, you need to have a good, you know, like good connections, right? Like a good set of connections. Yes. I guess. So how does one build that? Because like you, for example, um, I mean, you're very accomplished. You you know a lot of people. I know you met Piola like 20 times. Oh my God. I wouldn't, he's be, surprised my if you're, I wouldn't be surprised if you're like one of his exes or something. No? But I mean, like... Yeah, okay. <laughs> but like with with um but like with PR no like if let's say someone is starting out you know because they want to become a PR practitioner how do they get the right connections how do they get the good set of connections I mean how do you build that those kinds of relationships actually I think it's a um diba when you're starting out you meet a lot of people and um like you don't know um what will happen to these people like five or ten years from now but but I'm just the same. You have to keep the relationship. Alam mo yun? I always tell my husband na parang don't burn bridges because you don't know if that person um, in the future, I mean, you will need that person in the future. So um, just be, this is so cliche, but it's like just be kind to everyone you meet because you don't know what's, what's going to happen along the way. Yung akin kasi, I started nga as a reporter. So yung first job ko pa lang, I was able to like build my network so, syempre, iba-iba naman yung na-interview mo dyan. Like, kunwari, today, I can interview a street vendor. The next day, I'm interviewing the president. Mga ganun. So, marami akong na-build na, um, na contacts and marami, na-build ko yung network ko along the way. And, hindi ko naman, I mean, I na talagang uh, na-keep ko lahat ng relationships na yun. Alam mo, from time to time, I check in on them. Like, oh, kamusta ka? Or like, if they post something on Facebook and then I just comment, Pag birthday, alam mo yun, kahit na 
um, isipin mo parang yek, ang dami naman bumabati sa, sa kanya, hindi yung nakikita yun. But still, kung alam mo yun, at least pag nag-review siya, oh, bumabati pala si Paolo, yung mga ganyan. Parang it's little things. Parang to build your net. Talagang tatrabawuhin mo siya eh. Kasi, as I mentioned nga, it's all about relationships. And para siyang jowa, pag hindi mo inalagaan, wala talaga. <laughs> so you have to build that. You have to nurture it, nourish it, ganyan, for you to be able to build your network. I think Ken will get this joke. Ken, parang sama ng tingin ni Steph sa'yo, ah. Ken will, Ken will get that. Ken will get that. Um, no, but like with that one, no, but like with that one, no, I, I completely agree with you that um, never burn bridges unnecessarily, right? Um, in life. So I wanted to ask you, sorry, um, when you were in university, what was your course again? My first course was actually um, computer science. <laughs> it's computer oh, you're involved. science in, in De La Salle, University Taft. And yeah, my, you're in Gox, right? Yeah, I'm in Gox. Like, ang, ang specialization ko, I think, is information technology. And then, wow. yeah, I, I shifted to Filipino studies in mass media. So it's really like about journalism, about writing, and yan. You know, the great um, Filipino teacher, his name was, well, he's still alive, sorry. His name is Lars Ubaldo. I don't think you ever had him, but really yeah. great Filipino teacher. From Lasal? Yeah, Lasal, Lasal. Um, oh. he, I, I forget what Filipino subject he taught exactly, but he was a really good prof. He was a really good prof. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what made you decide to become a news reporter? I think you started out in RPN nine, right? Was that your first gig? Yeah, yeah. It's my it's my first job actually. Parang feeling ko nga yung mga audience mo hindi nila alam yun. <laughs> but actually, yeah, it's, it's, it's for people of age. Yeah, it's a government sequestered station, and matagal na siya. Like, sumikat siya before, like I think during quarry time. I'm not so sure. Probably. But yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, the reason I, I became a reporter is medyo mababaw lang to be honest, kasi I wanted to read the news in front of the camera. That's all. Si Marte ako eh. Hindi ko naman itinay. I like, uh, I'm putting on makeup, dressing up. So I wanted to be in front of the camera reading the news. So kaya ako nag-apply sa RPN. But iba, iba kasi yun. I think people, um, meron silang misconception ng kung ano yung um, anchor sa news reporter. The anchor really just reads the news. The reporter gets the news in the field. So kumbaga, reporter talaga yung um, Parang we do the yes. Tapos yung anchor yun lang yung nagbabasa. So yun yung yun yun talaga. <laughs> I hate to say it, but yeah, that's it. That's the reason. But I think most. I think uh, I mean, please correct me if I'm wrong now. But I think most anchors started out as news reporters, right? Yes. I mean, yes. isn't that like a leveling? And and stuff? yes, that's true. Actually, um, after a while, because I I was with RPN for like um five years. So after a while, um, parang I, I do na the breaking news. I do, I, I pinch hit pag wala ko na rin yung isang anchor. Ako yung umuupo, ako yung nagsisit in. So eventually, I, I was able to try it out. So tapos nung namipat ako ng Solar News after RPN. Solar is now CNN Philippines. Yeah. So paminsan-minsan nagla-live report. I mean, the last nagla-live report kami. So okay din naman. Like I was able to fulfill my dream of reading news in front of the camera. Wait, is Solar, sorry, because Solar News is CNN now, but is Solar Entertainment still alive? I I, I haven't heard anything from them. I think so. Yung Solar News, kasi I, I, I'm not sure if it's under Solar Entertainment, but I know that Solar Sports 
and solar news during time is like under the same umbrella. I know it's the same owner. Eh. I just forgot the family. Yeah, the Kiang, Kiang brothers, Wilson Kiang and Willard. No, 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 Wilson. I don't know the other one. Yeah, because actually, funny story, this is what I know about Solar News was I actually dated someone who worked for Solar Entertainment. Oh my God. Then he was the one who told me, oh, you know, CNN Philippines is coming because we're selling off Solar News. Like, oh, really? That's pretty cool. Because um, Pia Ontiveros, who in my opinion is one of my favorite um, news anchors. Yeah, she's the best. Uh, was Solar News if, before, right? Before she got yes, to CNN. Yes. Yeah. So I guess when we sold it, they had to sell her with it or something. Yeah, ang bait niya kasi um she naging mentor namin when we were starting out. Talagang um she would give us tips and kunarin nag uh, report kami live. After that, um kunarin pag natuwa siya sa report namin, oh great job, Steph. Pero pag kunarin may kulang, she would say na, oh maybe next time you can get this bit of information to make your report more complete. So she was very hands-on. Kaya sobrang love ko siya talaga. And even I love, like I love when she interviews, um Afternoon, kunari, pag may tinanong ko sa kanya, parang, Miss Bia, um, what do you think? Like, how can we um, be like you? Like, how can we interview like you? Talaga magbibigay siya ng tips. So, yeah. She's like one of the best. I love Pia. I mean, I always felt that their parents should be very proud of themselves for raising two very strong women, Risa and Yeah, Risa and Pia. Yeah. Uh, That's Yeah. True. I mean, really, I mean, Risa, of course. Wait, was Risa ever a news anchor? Never, no? She was always in politics. Yeah, she was always in politics. I think she started as a representative for Anak, Anak Bayan. Yeah, I think Anak Bayan, if I'm not mistaken. No, um, Akbayan, Akbayan. Akbayan pala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Akbayan. Akbayan. Yeah, because I... No, parehas kasi. Akbayan, Akbayan. Yeah, Akbayan. It's right, right. Akbayan. Yeah, Akbayan. I used to interview her kasi nung nasa Congress ako, lagi sila nagra-rally sa, sa Sandigan Bayan sa labas. Yeah, hopefully she can keep her 11th spot. I think she's number 11 right now, right? In the... Ah, talaga? Akala ko 10 na siya. No, no. Yeah, she... JV went up. We need her there. Yeah, I hope I hope she's some um, Lord, please love. But anyway, okay. So, so yeah. So you, so you wanted to be a news reporter because you wanted to be in front of the camera. You got into it. Uh, and you got opportunities with Solar News, which now is CNN Philippines. So why did you decide to shift to, because after that, you started working for a dermatologist, right? You were like her social media person. So yeah. why, why the shift? Why did you decide that I don't want to be in front of the camera anymore? Like, what's the reason behind that? Actually, the story is, um, at one point, kasi I got tired. Because when you're a reporter, ka, um, you have to be on call 24-7. You yung pinasok mong trabaho. Eh. So, yeah. there's a time, of course, Talagang go na go ako. Like, kahit tawagin ako, literally, this is my life. Um, kaya ako, ang bilis ko mag-reply sa phone because I was trained na dapat yung phone ko katabi ko lang. So, when somebody calls, like, oi, may sunog, takbuhin mo. Kahit 3 in the morning, I have to go there. Kasi that's my job. But there was a time na parang napagod na ako kasi um, I remember, like, I I asked um to take a leave. Mag may may vacation and then I booked na everything and the hotel. Tapos, on that day, may nag-absent kasi na reporter. And then there was a big story. And so they asked, parang they said, like, Steph, I, I'm sorry, but we can't allow you to go on vacation right now because wala isang reporter, kailangan natin. So parang ako, oh my God. But that was planned, like, you know, like months ago. So why now? But at the end of the day, kasi that's your duty, eh. So parang sa akin, okay, 
alam ko naman ang mangyayari to. But then, parang I don't want this life anymore. I think I'm good na. Like, yun na, na-fulfill ko na yung duties ko, na nag-anchor na ako, I've covered big stories, na talagang pwede kong ikwento kung magkaanak ako. Uy, naging part ako niyan, like the corona investment trial, which like, sobrang, parang highlight yun ng, ng career ko. So, parang sa akin, I think I'm good na. Parang I want to, ano yun, medyo relax na, medyo chill na. So after that, I, I went to, to um, South Korea. I took my master's in Korean culture and history there because I was granted a scholarship by the Korean government. So sige, wow. years, yeah, nagparang two or three, almost three years ako there. And then when I came back, parang my heart was still longing for, for journalism. And I applied, pero hindi na ako natanggap. Like, I applied sa ABS, I applied CNN, but kasi hindi ko nagamay yung news eh. So, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't really for me. And then, um, Bello kasi, they were looking for a peer person. And then my best friend suggested me to try it out. Kasi ang sabi niya, nung una, ang selling, ano niya, selling proposition niya sa akin, sabi niya, yung PR nila yung pumupunta sa ASAP. Baka makita mo si Piolo. Yun yung magic words. Sabi ko, talaga? Okay, game! <laughs> can, I, can I ask? Can I ask? Sorry, sorry to cut you off, no? But you're like the... 60,000 woman I've met who really loves Piolo. Like, what, what is it about him that you all love Piolo? I don't know. Like, it's just... I, I, I don't I mean, usually... obviously, he's good-looking, right? I mean, yeah. that's obvious. But, like, the... Fa- Sorry, fandom may be not the right word, but, like, how you guys are the so... Like, like, smitten by him. It's so amazing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't what know. is like, I... Piolo? Yeah. I, I really don't know. I started early with Piolo. I started early with Piolo. I mean, high school pa lang ako. Sobrang patay na patay. Because this, that, that guy does not look like he ages at all. I think he's around 41, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry, how old are you? You're not, I, I keep forgetting that you're you're beyond... I'm 35. Yeah, I keep forgetting that. I mean, yeah. I assume that you and Ken were closer to age. I, I thought you were younger at first. But, um, okay. Ikaw na talaga ang friend ko. <laughs> no, but yun, okay, so, sorry, p- please continue. So, sorry, just that, you know, I know you're such a huge Piolo admirer. That's why when you mentioned it again, I have yeah, to ask, but please go ahead. But I, I, I really don't know what's with him, but, like, the first time I met him, like, I, I didn't even think, like, kasi for me, he was larger than life. Hindi ako ma-fan, like, alam mo yun, parang... Hindi ako yung fangirling talaga, but like yung pagka-crush ko sa kanya, kanya lang ako ganun. So when I met him the first time, parang niiyak-iyak pa ako para kanga. Tapos, pero siya sobrang bait lang niya. He was so chill, ganyan. Tapos, tinuturing lang niya ako na normal person. Alam mo yun, parang hindi fan. So parang ako, ang bait naman ito. Tapos, yeah, pag sinasamaan ko siya sa clinic, um, Yung magugulat ako paminsan kasi tatawagan niya ako sa phone. Parang Steph, parking na ako. Parang, oh my God. <laughs> Ang bait, like, he's very down to earth. You wouldn't think, like, he is this big heartthrob, big action star. So, mas lalo kang parang maiinlove sa kanya. Parang ganun. Sorry, Ken. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, so, I want you to be honest, no? Uh, so, for how long did you and Piola date before? Um, actually, kailan... Yung, nag-isip talaga! <laughs> nag-isip talaga! <laughs> no, but he, he's really nice. He's really nice. Like, 
Na-appreciate ko talaga siya. Hindi mo na sa Starstruck, but with him, grabe. Starstruck talaga. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I can talk just... about him like all night. Wait, can I just say, I like how you took the job just because you're going to you get the chance to meet him. Like, oh, oh. Kasi, you didn't care about the pain. You didn't care about it. And talaga, um, you related to, dun sa, alam mo yung pag sinasabi ng mga tao na parang you just declare it to the universe and it will happen. So ako, nung high school ako, sabi ko talaga, kasi they were always teaching me na, hey, ano ba naman yung crush mo? Ano yan eh, diba? Ano mo naman yung sinasabi nila about him? So parang ako, alam nyo, kahit wala nang pakialam, kahit ganyan yung iniisip nyo sa kanya. Pag na-meet ko yan one day, huyo kayo at sa akin. Sabi ko, makikilala ko yan. Gumagano'n ako. So I was really declaring it. And oh my God, sino ba naman nagkakala, di ba? Na mamimit mo yung celebrity crush mo. So parang ako, minanifest ko siya. Kadi yan, minanifest! Pero yeah, ganun, ganun. So parang, pag may nagsasabi sa akin, oh, hindi, hindi, hindi po nga si Piolo eh. Hindi yun imposible. So, yeah. So like w- when you met Ken for the first time and stuff, and I guess when you guys you know got to know each other better, he found out about your whole Piolo thing, right? Yeah. Like did you, did you that like did you tell him that immediately, or was that something he had to figure out on his own? Hindi ko naalala, but I think he always. I mean, nako dahil ang dal ko, de ba? So lagi ko nakakwento sa kanya. Oh my God, like si Piolo talaga yung super crush ko. Ganyan. So I think alam naman niya, alam naman niya. And there was this one time. Nasinamahan ako ni Ken sa clinic. And Piolo was also there. So, um, sabi ko sa kanya, gusto mo ba ipakilala kita? <laughs> so naman si Ken, parang dinaya daw siya. <laughs> so parang supportive naman siya. Kasi alam niya naman na hanggang dun. <laughs> so yun. Huwag niyo na siyang pakinggan. I like how may parang trash talk pa si Ken. Alright, so... Oh. No, but like... Okay. Sige, let, let, let's leave the Piolo thing alone. Alright, so after your work with um Dr. Bello, you left and now you're kind of like some sort of a consultant PR person for like several groups or several companies or several individuals, right? So yeah. why did you decide to become that? Because I think it's quite because like you know there are those shows, right? What's that show about PR? Oh crap. Not so sure. But um there's a there's a popular show that's Netflix. about PR. Wait, so anyway, while I'm trying to figure that out, why did you decide to do that? Because that's not easy. You're kind of like a PR agency on your own. You're like one woman, basically. And you're handling... I'm actually part of um, a consultancy called Alpas. So I'm oh. working, yeah, I, I'm one of their consultants now. So actually, yung, yung pumasok ako sa, yung, sa PR, I, parang it's not really that na parang ginusto kong pumasok sa PR. Accident lang siya. Because like, nung umalis ako sa Belo, like I was looking for, well, not really looking for a job, but like, kasi binibigyan ako ng mga rackets here and there, like, right, yan. So I was writing for, and making um, content for a, a company, social media content. Tapos yung uh, humahawa kasi ng, ng uh, account na yun is this agency, Alpas. So doon ako napasok. Like actually no una, I mean I I've been in PR like no when after I I left Solar kasi ayun pala na miss ko after I left Solar kasi I worked as a media relations officer for for the Liberal Party no 2013 midterm elections. And then after that um 
kinuha ako sa DILG as media relations ni Secretary Mar Rojas that time. So, meron naman akong background talaga sa PR and media relations. So, that's why inabsorb na lang ako nung, nung company. So, that's how it all started. Um, parang ano lang siya, how do I say it? Yung parang napunta lang ako doon na hindi ko in-expect. But it's really fun. Like, ang masaya siya, masaya siya. Can I ask you something? So, and let's not talk. Let's not. Your answer shouldn't be local, has just so that you won't be in an awkward position. Okay. So let's let's do more international. So, you know, there's no awkward situation. And of course, I'll answer this question as well. But who foreign politician do you think has or had the best PR push ever? Ah, uh, well, I actually like how the Obama, the team Obama, like, did his campaign. I think that yung PR nila was, like, amazing. Like, yun yung, alam yun, because he was a nobody. Like, I mean, he was a congressman, right? The change that we, fine change yeah. that I was one of his things. Pero kung paano nila binild up yung campaign na yun, and then, yung parang nangyari with the um, Lenny supporters. Alam mo yun, yung talagang, yung mga tao yung nagpo-promote na sa kanya. They didn't even have a lot of budget, but it was the people campaigning for him. I think yun talaga yung pinaka, like, how do I put it? Yun yung parang um, top quality ng PR campaign for a politician. How about you? Sino ba sa'yo? You're really not going to like my answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, I think, in my opinion, no, I get the whole Obama one, don't get me wrong. No. Yeah. But I think Trump is the greatest marketer and PR person of all time. What? Because but actually, I with you. Right? Because, like, with Trump, even if, like, even if you don't really know him, when you hear his name, the first thing you think about is rich. Success. Ah, I think ah. <laughs> You think yeah. what? Sorry. Asshole. I think drama asshole. No, but when you're like you're a kid, with the apprentice, the and all yeah. these things. Um, that's why for me, uh, I used to be a huge Trump guy, by the way. I don't know if Ken told you that. But I really like how he and the thing is, the reason why I said that he's the best of all time is he changed Wait, the, the best of all time when it comes to PR and marketing himself, not the president yeah. of the United States. Both. Both? Because okay, you know, why? Okay, here. Now so I'm for, like I'm the reporter now. Okay, so like for himself, obviously the apprentice and all these things, he exudes. Mm. I'm successful. I'm rich. Yeah. Um, I, I I am Mr. New York and all of these things. I mean, he's the real. I'm so New York, right? Uh, while for the presidency, what I liked about him is. For like two or three years before he decided to run, he released books about broken America, how to fix the system. Mm -hmm. Then he always flirted about running. Then he saw that, what I find so ingenious is, he saw that in rural, rural America, you know, the Oklahomas, the Mississippis, mm -hmm. um, the coal mining uh, states, he saw that people were angry and forgotten. Mm -hmm. And he took that anger and he took that frustration and he brought it with him to the presidency. Remember his press con when he came down from Trump Tower in the escalator and then he I said Mexicans were rapists and whatever? 
mm-hmm. of course everyone in the mainstream media was like you know this guy's a joke this guy's a racist mm-hmm. whatever but he knew what the silent majority wanted to hear and wanted to see in a president please remember obama's very i'm all about change right. i believe in you know the value of children of immigrants i believe that immigrants make america better because they yeah. bring culture they bring whatever blah 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 but then mm-hmm. because of that a lot of rural americans who are angry because their jobs were moving to mexico or other third world countries because they were cheaper saw obama as the enemy right mm-hmm. and they saw trump as the answer to everything that's why you know a lot of people said you know trump is just a racist and you know he was just lucky or whatever i don't think so i think that he studied everything that he needed to study and got the right messaging i think the reason why he's so like he's such a great marketer is because um para sa kanya, it's all about business like at the end of the day um you know like america or like alam mo yun, his company like has to move forward has to earn money um pero parang nakalimutan niya yung human aspect. I mean, maybe ang cheesy, but like, I like it feels like nung si Obama yung presidente ng America, like they were more united. Like, konti lang yung um, racial discrimination. Not yeah. compared nung naging under kay Trump. Because parang Trump is like Duterte. Like, siya yung nag-push na, I think he created more divide. Honestly. Like, no, he did. Yung, no, she yung umupo, di ba? Nagkaroon na ng, um, ano nga to about the immigrants, I forgot. But yeah. like, you're a Filipino, and if you're there, you would feel it. A lot of um, my friends in the US, like, natatakot talaga sila nung si Trump yung naging presidente. Kasi nga, alam nilang baka may pwede nangyaring masama sa kanila. So, pa- so parang, um, that alone, kasi nga may, I mean, dahil related sa atin, dahil Pinoy tayo, medyo, ano din, sakan si Trump. But like, yung pinaka- feeling ko na glaring na ginawa niya and talagang parang unforgivable unforgivable is yung yung racial discrimination na sobrang dami ng pinapatay La, I think mas maraming pinatay I, I don't know correct if I'm wrong mas maraming pinatay the black people or I don't know like the minority groups under Trump because of his attitude like parang natin, I mean I'm not, I'm not I'm gonna be scared to say it. Parang talaga siyang Duterte. He's the American version of our, our, our president. Well, for me, uh, no, I agree with you. Because Obama's all about unity, love, etc., right? That was his campaign. Yeah. Be the change, right? And it didn't help that Hillary was the hawkish, old-school politician who people didn't like, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't really think it's because she's a woman at that time. But it's just more of Obama's very charismatic, right? I mean, he's yeah. like the he's like the cool dad who has funny jokes. Yeah. While Hillary was like the tita with the tita jokes that you just laugh just to be respectful. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the difference, right? But with Trump, cause in my opinion, and I'm a guy who read most of his books, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say some of them are really not good. Uh what he did was, like what he said, he divided America, right? He made the races or those who were, who felt suppressed by immigrants go out and support him. Because at that so time, of course. Sorry? I mean, that's a good thing for America. It's not a good thing, but if you're going to win the presidency, that's what he needed to do. That's why for me, 
he's the greatest from i mean obama's was amazing because from no one he became president right hillary was favored about like the whole um his whole term as the president oh no i'm just Not talking about no, no i'm just campaign. talking about like how i'm just talking about the campaign first okay just the campaign uh mm-hmm. president do i think he was great not really um did I, did, did I appreciate what Obama did? Yeah, I think he's way better than what Fox News makes him come out. It's just that in terms of like the campaign in itself, mm-hmm. the PR and everything, I think Trump was much, much better just because when he said that he was going to run, everyone said he was a joke, right? Mm-hmm. Jeb Bush was the favorite. Second was Ted Cruz. Third was Mark Rubio, etc. And he destroyed all of them. So it's Obama like no- to, Because Obama only had to defeat Hillary. Yeah. I mean, like, what you were saying a while ago, like, Trump is really, like, what Bong Bong Marcos did with these elections. I'm just saying, like, it really, like, nobody wants, I mean, in our, like, in our circle, in our world, nobody wanted him. People were laughing at him, like, but what happened? Right? No, but the thing is, no, no, but here's the thing, though. Um... I don't know if it's because because you and me, we're very experienced, right? I'm a Pulsai student who's been voting since 2010. You're a news reporter who got into politics. So we kind of understand things a bit better than the regular Filipino person, right? When Marcos said that he was going to run, 60% of me said, this guy's going to win. Mm-hmm. You already knew that time. I knew there was a huge chance he was going to win. And I was yeah. hoping that my candidate would have had mm-hmm. at least put up a fight. And actually, she did, to be fair. Yeah, it's still Tambak. Really, yeah. It's still Tambak, but she really mm-hmm. gave a good fight. Yeah, I would agree. Like, definitely. And, I, and honestly, I thought your candidate would have been third. Uh, I was surprised about who ended up becoming third, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is with what happens, right? But yeah, so here's the thing I wanted to ask you without us getting too much into the weeds because I don't want us to get into trouble and stuff. But <laughs> why, why do you, okay, aside from all the misinformation, aside from all, you know, I guess here's the question that I'm going to ask you. Why do you think people in general, not just Filipinos, but people in general, why do they choose to believe what they see on YouTube on TikTok, on Facebook, on WhatsApp, on Viber, whatever. Why do they choose to believe these things and not believe news anchors like, you know, like a Mike Enriquez, like a Pia yeah. Ontiveros? I mean, people who are known to be neutral, people who mm-hmm. are known to be fair and say, and, you know, call a spade a spade, right? Why do you think people have resulted into believing what they see online? Yeah, I think like that one is one thing but um i think like the other factor is how they w- were treated by the people that supported another candidate we actually like there's a client that i'm not allowed to mention but we did an fgd like why these people are voting for yeah for that guy and they actually i mean the conclusion is it's basically a revenge vote. Like they they really don't believe that alam mo yun ibabalik sa kanila yung ginto or 
uh, mapapababa yung presyo ng bigas and coriander. It's not that. It's just lagging, um, like the other parties or other people were, um, paano ba sasabihin yun? Like they were looking down on them, na parang antang at tatangan nyo, bubobo nyo yan, pinipili nyo. So sila parang, ah, ganun ba? O di sige, kayo matatalino, ito buwato namin, ito papanalo natin. So I think more than the fake news and alam mo yun, na parang hindi nila pinaniniwalaan yung authorities, I think it's more of their experience, like the personal experience of how like um, some people or like the rabid supporters like alienated them. So yeah, it, it's actually like really sad. So before we continue no, <clears throat> about this very depressing topic, and I'm so glad that you're, you're here by the way, uh, because I always wanted someone who I could actually talk deep politics with in this podcast. Uh, Mike Iwag actually has a comment saying that came that Ken became a better person after he met you. <laughs> wow, Mikey. <laughs> You've met Mikey, right? In person and all? Yes, yes, yes. Ken had an earlier comment. He said that that you also love your husband because I asked you remember about introducing yourself and all. Um, baka yan medyo questionable. <laughs> Pag-isipan ko yung sagot dyan. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. No, I actually agree with you, no? Um, because like what you mentioned, right? It's a revenge vote. But, you know, here's the problem. Uh, because right now, I mean, I'm going to be frank. I'm not happy with the result. Yeah, nobody I've been voting. I, I've been voting since 2010. And I felt that after 2013, the results have been digressing. I'm sorry, have been regressing, sorry. Have been regressing. Like, you know, we had, like, you know, when you were kids, right? We had we had lawmakers like Flavier, Miriam. Yeah. Rocco. Yeah. I mean, people who made the difference. Cayetano. Uh, no, not not Alan Peter, the, the dad. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, the dad. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, then Nene Pimentel, right? I mean, we had amazing lawmakers who helped shape our country. Then suddenly we, we get people that you're wondering, who are these people? What are their qualifications, right? And the leading setorial candidate said that he would hire lawyers to write the laws for him that he would pass. And, you know, the one thing I... The one thing that frustrates me is and I've always believed this, and I don't know if you'd agree with me, but the greatest weakness the Philippine, all the administrations had was its weak, um, its weak uh, mandate on public education. Because here's the thing, uh, like what you said, right? There are supporters from all sides, mm-hmm. you know, down on a certain class of voters, right? I mean, we see tweets right now that, in my opinion, are very uncalled for. Oh my God, yeah. Right? Uh, on all sides, on all sides. It's not just one candidate or two candidates. Yeah. I think it's both sides, right? And you know what? For me, I always say that the reason why a certain class votes the way they vote is because they're only heard every three years. And that's so sad. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they're only heard every three years is a lot of them don't get the opportunities that people who study in private schools get. I mean, like you and I, for example, 
we were very lucky to be born in families that could afford to send us into a, into the greatest school in the Philippines, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, LaSalle number one, UP number two, number three, FEU, Ateneo's probably number <laughs> 250 or something. But I mean, you know, but you get my point, right? Um, unfortunately here, it's more about where you study instead of the quality of you as a student. Yeah, actually, I, right. I have. Sorry, uh, you can continue. Did I cut you? No, sorry. No, please, please, no, please go ahead. Yeah, parang I um I think the reason why they don't prioritize education at this point, because it's not Forever. what. Yeah, I mean it's not what Filipinos need. Like, pagdagtanong ka sa baba, like ano yung kailangan? Hindi nila may isip yung education, but eto lang yung napansin ko with this election sa lahat ng usap namin sa lahat ng mga nakasama namin, ang pinaka-importante sa kanila, ano yung kakainan nila? Like, education, pag nilagay mo yan sa priority mo, I, I feel like Lenny did not resonate well with the, sa baba. Kasi yung uh, platform yun yan, yung education, but that's not what they need. Ang kailangan nila, yung makakain nila, makakatulong agad sa kanila. That's why the other guy, siya yung talagang... Um, malakas kasi parang ano yung sinabi niya the, he, 20 pesos per kilo exactly ko ano yung sinabi mo kay Trump yun yung ginawa ni ni Bongbong like sinabi niya sa Pilipino kung ano yung gusto nilang marinig kahit na hindi totoo diba parang they were saying like oh um, dumating yung Marcos dumating uh, umupong Aquino wala naman nangyari sa buhay namin so parang gutom pa rin kami ang kailangan pa rin namin pagkain we don't need education we need food on the table. Kailangan namin makapagbayad ng bill. Kailangan namin may materhan. So, I think that's the reason why politicians lagi nalang binababayon. And in the same way, like, naisip ko din na the reason why they don't want voters to be educated is because may nagsabi na na, they won't get voted kapag edukado na yung voters. Kasi malalaman na yung mga kasinungalingan nila. Yeah. No, that's why, like, for me, no, I agree with you. 158%. I agree with you. But for me, um, that's, I think, education's the number one problem. Because yeah. if we had a great public education, like, for example, in Singapore, in your in the UK, etc., then we have generations of people who could work anywhere, whether they work here, whether they work abroad, they're all well-equipped. I don't blame them. You know, I don't blame those who are hungry and just want to hear that, oh, rice will be 20 pesos. Oh, um, vegetables will be this much or whatever. Because at the end of the day, when you're hungry and you're hungry for such a long time, you don't care about these things. Because at the end of the day, when you're hungry, you want to eat. And that's why it upsets me after every election that when it doesn't go a certain way for a certain class, they say a lot of nasty remarks. Because I'm going to be honest with you, Stephanie. And I think you're probably thinking, damn, Paolo must be like 50 years old the way he talks. But like, when I was younger, uh, I thought that way. I was immature. I was stupid. Um, I, I, I think most of us thought that way for a time. Whether it's a short time or a long time, there, we, went, we went through that, that phase, right? But the thing is, you know, I just hope that these kids or these younger people who said all these nasty things. I hope in three years' time, if we do have elections again after this, um, they mature. 
and they realize that saying the nasty things that they said kasi ang dami so baka nang guguluhan sila like ano ba yung concrete example of like a nasty thing that these I really don't want to to repeat it because like just a like general idea I don't know no because here's the thing no um okay I'm willing to say one example but it's really awful eh? like assuming that here's the thing one person said and i'm just paraphrasing no i'll stop giving tips to waiters yeah for oh me, my god for, for me that one was like in the first place i know so many rich people who voted for the other candidate okay yeah. like i know a lot of rich people who voted for him because they were promised whatever whatever and mm-hmm. for me because here's the thing though what if Okay, gato. Let's really be super petty about it, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's use like such a stupid logical way to go through this. So you decide, okay, I won't tip waiters ever again. What if the waiter you didn't tip at that time actually voted for your candidate, but you didn't, but you don't know? Exactly. Brian, exactly. for me, if you want to follow what your candidate said about mas radical magmahal, right now you have to learn to love more when exactly. it goes your way. Yeah, when it's hard, then that's the time you push for it. Absolutely. Actually, I, I agree with you 100%. Because I, sobrang dun ako nalulungkot eh. Like, it's not even dahil nanalo yung kandidato na ayaw nating manalo. Well, that's one thing. But like, mas nalulungkot ako makita yung reaction na parang people are just gonna let other Filipinos, like, alam mo yon go down. Parang hindi na nila tutulungan dahil hindi na nalo yung kandidato nila. Parang, my thought bubble was like, kala ko, na ang pinaglalaban nyo, kaya, kaya nyo binoboto yung kandidato nyo, was because to fight for these Filipinos in need. And then ngayon, if hindi nanalo, ayaw na No, but here's the thing, no. Um, I don't know, no, in terms of when people say those things online, if they mean it. You know how, like, Twitter, Facebook, and, I don't know, WhatsApp or whatever, has become like an online diary. You, you yeah. know what I mean? You remember when we were kids and we had journals or diaries where if we hated someone, we were like, you know, ang yabang-yabang ni Ken, porkit ang wide ng chest niya and may abs siya dati. Kala niya ang galing-galing. Like, for example, right? you would write that down physically. Mm-hmm. But then kids nowadays, they think Facebook is their is their diary, right? When they're fighting yeah. with someone, they're like, alam mong gagod ni Ken. You get what I mean? Like, so, yeah. that's what I say. Before you post anything online, think about it at least a hundred times. That's yeah. why I always tell people, if you want to say something, whether you want to trash talk someone or, you know, just you're frustrated with someone, write it down physically. Then once yeah. you write it down, once you read it, once you're okay, burn it. Mm-hmm. Because then, I'm I think you no trace, right? I'm actually more frustrated because, right? A lot of the people on Twitter, because they're the ones educated sila um nanggaling sila ng i mean may pinag-aralan sila mas mabilis sila but these are the people na parang pero pag galit kayo kung ano ano yung sinasabi niyo diba dapat tayo i don't want to, to sound elitist but like diba dapat kayo na yung nag-a-adjust since given na mas educated kayo dapat alam niyo kung yung proper decorum sa social media because maybe hindi niyo minimize yon but other people, or other kids seeing it, akala nila, oh, yun din ginagawa nila, di gawa nila. Alam mo yun, it creates a culture of, what do you say, hindi wala nang pakialam. 
wala yeah. na kayong kailangan bahala sila dyan. So, it's kind of scary kasi dapat nga tayo yung change kung tayo yung may alam, tayo yung expert, tayo yung magaling. Dapat tumutulong kayo eh. So then, something more divide. So, nakakalungkot talaga siya. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree with you. That's why it upsets me after every election that always happens because for me, mas lalo na you have to care for the people yeah. you assume is the cause why our elections suck. Yeah. Actually, I have a question for you pala. Because I was like in a debate with a, a friend earlier about this one. So, um, yung, yung premise kasi is, okay, so, yung nakaupo na nga is Mr. Bongbong. Um, kung ikaw, bibigyan ka ng chance to work for, work under his government. Let's say, like, ano, anong sumang department? Kung ano, Department of Justice. Ilalagay ka doon na secretary. Knowing that if you like him, will you actually agree to have to have that position? Yeah, so here's my question to you before I answer that. Mm-hmm. Um, and can we not use his name? Let's just say in general to any <laughs> to any to any person. Okay. Will I be able to make a true difference? Because here's the thing. If I know I can make Sorry, a difference. Will you be able to make a true difference? Yeah. Because here's okay. the thing. If, if it's for sure that I can make a difference, even just for that department, I will say yes. But how would you know? You haven't even started the job. That's the thing. Eh? That, that's the problem. But will I take the opportunity to work for the government mm-hmm. knowing that I have good intentions, that I will not be corrupt and all these things? I would. Exactly. I've always felt that. I, I've always felt that the greatest sacrifice one can do for its country is to serve its country. Yeah, that's true. Like I, I, I really like that answer because there's a lot of people saying na parang, ha, bakit natin tutulungan yan? Eh, di ba, binoto yan ng tao, nagbabayad tayo ng taxpayers. Pagtrabawin niyo siya mag-isa siya. Parang ako, ha, parang, it's not just about one person. Alam mo yun, it's about the country. Hindi naman pwedeng iasa mo lang yung buong bansa mo sa isang tao. You should be part of that. Like, kung may nangangailangan na kababayan, itulungan mo kung kailangan ng government yung expertise mo. Dahil knowing nga na hindi sila matulong, hindi ibigay mo, di ba? Parang, yeah. yeah. And then, magkalit na naman yung mga iba na sasabihin, ano, alam mo yung supporter ka sa kabila, nagpapanggap. Ang dami kasing toxic na tao talaga na they don't understand na akala ko ba you're fighting for the Filipinos, then prove it now. Because now's the time that the country needs us more than ever. Diba? Yeah. Tapos kami mo iiwanan. So, it's, it's really, iniiyakan ko yun sa libe. Kasi, ang lungkot talaga, like, my candidate has always pushed for that one. Yeah, my candidate has always pushed for that one. And, doon ako nalulungkot na hindi siya nanalo kasi he would have alam mo yon I mean, he would have tried um to the best of his capacity to make that happen na parang lahat tayo magtulungan so but anyway no but yeah i mean that that's for me like i would if i was given the opportunity that's i really right. would i'm sure you would also uh because you know at the end of the day i don't know if it's because i i love um you know history and politics that i have this great respect for our country like again i've never missed an election i've been voting since 2010 
to a point that one time my sister i think was tempting me she said paulo we're gonna go to malaysia all expenses paid you won't pay for anything not even your pocket money i'll give it to you just don't vote this one election i told her no nice i really told her no first time voters oh wow okay no me yeah. I, i've always voted like i've yeah. always made sure like I even told Ken because he he mentioned something like Medjo off. You know about that Lola who went to the Lenny rally in her hospital bed yeah. because she wanted. I told him if that's what she wants and that's what she told her, you know, her kids, her grandkids. Mm-hmm. I respect that. Like I even told I, I messaged this to Ken that if I was on my deathbed, but then mm-hmm. it's an election day, I would sign any waiver in the hospital just to be able to vote. Mm-hmm. Because if that's the last thing I would ever do for my country. To vote, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind voting than dying right after. Yeah, I agree. I agree, naman. It's it's just like, pag nakita mo lang kasi, um, knowing that we are still in a pandemic. Alam mo yun, parang you feel how do I say? Matatakot ka for the safety of the lola. But as you mentioned, if that's what she really wanted. Then, sige. Pero, sana nilagitan mask or something. Alam mo yun. But, I, I, I totally agree with that one, on that point. Yeah, because that's how I see it. Eh. Because, you know, for me, I, I, I already told that again. And I really mean that. I mean, I said no to an all-expense-paid trip to Malaysia. And knowing my sister, we would have stayed in, like, a nice hotel. She, she never not <laughs> stayed in a nice hotel and stuff. Can you imagine? All-expense-paid. And I said no. Because I felt that, you know, voting is the minimum minimal thing to do for your country yeah you only do that every three years you I, like i have a question for you like diba, um you said like you've always voted like every elections you're there yeah. for your country um so far ba like yung mga binoto mo ba, or hindi? and if hindi, so, that's like broken you're, you're you're broken hearted like a couple of times um 2010 2010 my presidential candidate won i voted for that person um then 2016 my vp won then in 2022 of course i voted for the senators by the way and i i think 50 40 percent of them won give or take um mm-hmm. but in 2022 only my senator won <laughs> only one can you imagine like my congressperson didn't win. My mayor didn't win. My my vice mayor won. Um, mm-hmm. Half of the councillors I voted for won. So this has been the most heartbreaking one so far. Yeah. Oh, wait. 2019 was the worst. None of my senators won. What was the midterm elections? None of them won. Yeah. Plus Mary and Caliodi. None of them won. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Walden didn't went back in 2016 when I voted for him. Yeah. So, but how do, you, how do you cope? Like, kasi ngayon ang daming tao na, diba? Like, kahit ako, like, I wanted to ask you kasi this is my first time voting. And um, yung worst part kasi for me, like, I became to, to the principal. Like, we really yeah. worked hard on that campaign. So, it really feels like dalawa. Like, yung senator ko din kasi naging close ako. And nakita ko talaga yung part for for surgery. I volunteered then because so parang, yeah. how did you do it? Like, uh, Can I give you like a fun fact about me? Mm-hmm. I voted for ESCO 2016 for senator. Talaga? Oh, I didn't 
yeah. I, I voted for him because I, I thought that he would have done a good job, but it is what it is. Yeah. I think he finished 16. How do I cope? So 2010, I was part of the um, volunteer campaign of pres- former president Aquino, right? So I was very involved, like you. I was there every day in the headquarters, but I wasn't like 2010. I was 18 years old, first oh. time to vote, and I chose my candidate. Um, and I decided to, you know, to be involved. I was there every single day. I spent my summer in the campaign trail, going from QC to, of course, within Metro Manila only, no, because I was just a kid, right? Um, and I got so involved. That you know, when Mar lost for VP, my heart was completely broken because I wanted like a Aquino Rojas thing, right? Yeah. And after that, and I even have a box at home. Um, do I have it here? Oh, I have my box. Give me one second. I'll show sure. you. Like in ito, memorabilia, ganyan. So in this shoe box over here, I kept all of my memorabilia from 2010 and from 2010. Please don't laugh. Smiling, not laughing. <laughs> so, don't laugh. It's all in here. Oh, okay. So my campaign shirt, my pins. Look at yeah. these ballers, my goodness. Oh, um, you're I even have this pin. Uh what else do I have in here? Do you remember Yasmin Lau, the original Samir Gotok? I have her pin over here. Uh... Like, um, so, so I kept everything, right? And um after that, after that election, how did I cope? So, after that, summer was done, Aquino won. I felt so lost for, for a while because I was so involved and I felt that there was nothing else I could do. Right? So, I told myself I would never get involved again. But how do I cope? I just think what is, what is needed of me right now for my family, for my friends, and for the country. It will take a while. I'm going to be honest with you. It probably took me six months before I got over it. And to think my candidate won. My candidate won. It took me six months to get over not being a part of it anymore. How about your, you, you, You were so involved. You gave so much of your time, your effort, everything. And your candidate lost. So it may take a while. But, you know, at the end of the day, Steph, and I, I, I feel that like you also have the same values. Just, just remember what's most important for everyone, for the country. Mm-hmm. So that's, I yeah, guess, the most malabo answer of all the time. The reason I ask is because I think, like, every time I, I open my um, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, ang daming parang hindi siya makamove on. And I understand. Like, di ba, may stages naman yan eh. Di ba, may grieving, grieving stages ba yeah. but, but anyway, parang, and I think, like, people need to to learn or know with this because it's really like a breakup. It really is. It feels like that. Yeah. Like, so I, I was writing a, something. I was composing something. Um, and talaga, I was crying. It's emotional nung, nung draft na ginawa for a person. Parang ako, oh my God. It's really like breakup. So I think people need to know or like, you know, you, you can share like some tips na parang hindi sila din masyadong mahirapan to cope with this election heartbreak. The, the answer is really time. There's never yeah. a way to... to... Here, here, can I ask you something? So, pretend Ken's not in the room. 
um, before you met Ken, you know, who's such a great person, uh, but such great. a bad trash talker in basketball. He's such a trash talker. Um, like at times, you're like, Ken, you're the only one trash talking here. Community Conics, we don't trash talk. But anyway, um, what do you call this? How about you in the past, uh, before you met uh, Ken Salvino, the, the awesome Ken Salvino, how did My you God. get over our breakup? Ah, like, I think it I, you? it's time talaga. If so I like can, long, I'm curious, like how long? Ken, Ken knows this naman na. Um, okay. uh, ako ng, I had to, kind of yun? So I was engaged before, before I met Ken. Oh. I was an Korean guy, but I had to break it off. And it was really, like, ano talaga, sagad, tumbling talaga, like, as in lubog, ganun. But I I, guess I had to go, I, I, I went to see a psychologist para matulungan din ako i-process. Because alam naman to ni Ken, like, I'm not the type who, wala sa isip ko yung magpapakasal. Like, it's not in my dictionary, it's not in my book, but like, during that time, parang, it's married, right? <laughs> yeah, like, parang napasok sa kanya, pwede, pwede pala. And then, biglang, just to prove me wrong na parang sabi ko, hindi talaga para sa'yo yan eh. So, it was really, like, a, a reality check for me. So, yeah, I had to go to see a psychologist. Tapos, ayan na lang, like, I buried myself with work. Talagang trabaho ko nun. Grabe ang aga ko pumapasok sa office. Like, 6 a.m. nasa belo na ako. And then, <laughs> late na. So, I guess that's my way of coping. Pero matagal din. Like, um, yeah, I think same as you, mga six months, ganyan. And then, so, you know, mine was for the campaign na. When it comes to relationships, it's much shorter for me. Talaga? Gato, And people have called me... Okay, gato, Um, As in my current girlfriend, my sister said that I am parang cold-hearted. So what happens is, and I've never been engaged, by the way, but, you know, before my current girlfriend, I had a relationship for nearly four years mm-hmm. and stuff. And then I, you know, I broke up and whatever. For every relationship that I have, you know, that had ended in my life in terms of, you know, like girlfriend or whatever, I only give myself three days. Three days? Three days to feel as bad as I want, to drink as much as I want to to do whatever i want just for three days mm-hmm. but after that three days on the fourth day i'm good okay so yung question ko bakit iba yung healing time pag nangyari sa election and then sa breakup with a person like I guess, different? okay and this may sound like such an asshole answer but <laughs> with a, but with an election you know you feel that it is something bigger than you, right? Yeah, it's it's I, for everyone. It's for 100 million people. Mm-hmm. But the relationship is just for two people. That's right. So I guess yeah, that's the reason. It feels like you failed your country compared to like, you know. Not your breakup. country, your countrymen. Yeah, your countrymen, right, right, right. Yeah, because, yeah, the, yeah, because the land doesn't have feelings, but you know when you see people hungry and you, you you see them so desperate and you feel what the fuck can we do to make their lives better right like you know it's the sobering nerd thing of me like 2020 when the world locked down right 
I saw mm-hmm. so many posts, farmers who were selling, let's say, onions for like 10 pesos a kilo or something just so mm-hmm. that they could get back their tubo. I actually thought of ways to help them. Like I was saying, you know, if I if I ever become president, I would do this, I would do that. And how would I get the money? I would do this and that. Mm-hmm. And sober nerd, no. So that's I think that's the answer to your question. It's because in an election or in a campaign, it's not just for you or for your loved one, but it's for a hundred people, hundred million people. And out of that 100 million people, probably 30% of those are those who really need it the most. Mm-hmm. That's true. I like how this became like the Steph on Kiko podcast, by the way. Oh I, thought that, <laughs> I thought like I've been answering more questions than you have. So, no, no, it's a, it's a discourse. And alam mo yun, I don't want to be answering all the questions. I want to ask the questions as actually, well. I want, I, I actually been wanting you to answer all the questions, but it's okay. Maybe you could be my... Yeah, because when I get curious, parang hindi pwedeng hindi ko siya tanungin. Diba? Parang, I, I, I guess I was trained like that, but yeah. Well, like, I mean, that's how I have I just want to say, like, because you mentioned the pandemic. Grabe nung pandemic, that's the, alam mo yun, yun yung parang pinakarurok na na-feel ko na shit, walang gobyerno. Sorry, I mean, that's just my opinion. I felt like, napabayaan ako talaga. But, kaya, how do I say it? Pero may time na nangailangan ako ng sagot. And there was this person. There was this person na parang, oh my God, lahat ng kinailangan ko para saluhin yung pamilya ko from this pandemic. Meron siya. And so that's why, it was, alam mo yun, parang ako, may time talaga na hindi ko makakalimutan yun. I was so busy working. And then, sinabi sa akin, ma'am, okay na po yung pick up nyo na. And it was so fast. It was so swift. Na parang, wala pang one hour. Lahat ko na process na. Umiyak talaga ako. Sabi ko, shocks. Ito pala yung feeling na may gobyernong nagtatrabaho. Yeah, so, alam yeah. mo yun, parang I, I relate to what you're saying na parang nakita mo yung mga tao, parang how can you help them? Kasi yun nga yun nung time na yun, parang ako talaga, isa ako dun sa mga hopeless na parang, shock, sino ba tutulong sa akin? Saan ka ba tukuha ng bakuna? Saan ka ba tinalagay niya yung umat? Nakainis. Nag-e-emote ako So, may silip siya. Nasa gitna ng emote ko. Anyway, yun. Yan lang. I, I just want to say na I relate to you kasi I really felt um, hopeless, powerless, and I wanted someone to, to help me in a way. So, yeah. yun. You know, it was so awful that because we're all stuck at home, right? I mean, you and, I mean, we all live in different places, different setups, right? Like me, fortunately, I live in a house right in, in a you know in a certain area and stuff but i felt bad for those who have like houses that are really small because there's some people who aren't yeah. that fortunate right to live in the small houses mm-hmm. can you imagine i had a friend who lived in pasay uh because her office was there can you imagine during the pandemic or during the first lockdown she was stuck in her condo of 18 square meters for a month oh my god Pero siya lang mag-isa. no but still 18 square meters but so when you wake you up you see your kitchen you see your bathroom yeah, but can you imagine like the people na, I, well, I mean, kasi kami napuntahan, like yung mga taong nakatira sa ilalim ng tulay. Like, these are like yung 8 meters na yan, gano'n silang nakatira dyan. So like, alam mo yun, in a way, pa yung friend mo, because she's only one person living in that. Yeah. No, I, I, mean, I get your point, but like, can you imagine living in small areas? Exactly. Right? Kasi like, hindi ka pa kalabas. I'm gonna be honest with you, like during that time 
uh, because my my grand my lolo passed away a few years ago. Then he has like this small area in the house where he keeps his alcohol. So my uncle and I kind of finished that. <laughs> like I drank a I drank a fifty year old tequila. By the way, amazing. Like we should always oh age a tequila. We should always age our tequila by fifty years. Really amazing. Like I couldn't believe that it was that good. But anyway, no. But yeah. Um, no, but yeah, you know, like during the pandemic, a lot of things were weren't done right. Yeah. And uh, can I ask you those that, like, for you, because you're a very opinionated person, and you know, I, I got to talk to you a bit, and I, obviously, I'm talking to you now, and I highly respect your opinion. But for a presidential candidate, right, or for any candidate for you to support. What are the top three things that they should be fighting for for you to support them? Well, I think um, actually, mahirap na tanong yan. But depende kasi yon dun sa ex- like for me, um, depende yun sa experience ng kandidato. Okay, but how about let's re- let's remove it. Let's assume that um, let's assume that all the candidates have good experience and stuff. Let's just mm-hmm. talk about belief system now. Like, don't include experience. Don't include all of that. Let's assume that all of them have enough experience and they've done, you know, um, a lot and all these things. Let's just talk about belief system right now. Mm-hmm. Like, yung belief system yung candidato ko. Yeah, like, like any- top three things that they should fight for to get for them to get Steph on Kiko's support. Wow. Parang Miss, Uni- Miss Universe question siya. But like, kasi with what's happening now, um, yeah. hindi ako ano ah, support yung isa. But like, I really feel that Filipinos, I mean, they should be fighting for Filipinos to be united in a way. Kasi, so, sobrang, alam mo yun, like yung, oh, makikita mo talaga yung power struggle eh. Kitang-kita mo talaga yung line. Diba? So, yeah, like, <laughs> Hindi ako supporter. I'm just saying, with what's happening now, our current state now after the elections, that's what I'm saying. Kung belief system, yes, unity, and then because I think like a lot of people feel that they should always depend on the government. When in fact, kapag hindi na working government, you can depend on your kababayans, de ba? So parang um, na- feeling ko medyo na wala yon ngayon. So, um, and then the third one, I think, is, ano pa ba? Yung mga lagi kong nilalabasan ng hinatikitsikin tungkol dyan eh. Parang, I think, we have to fight misinformation. Kasi, yun talaga yung, um, we, like, hindi ko alam kung paano nila gagawin yun. But, yun kasi yung nagiging sakit na, parang yun na yung bagong cancer. Yung fake information. So, I think, those three belief system lang din. I think that's so, fair. Okay, what, do you, what, do you, what do you like? You, no, no, no. Like, I read your message. <laughs> what are your plans for single parents? Anong suggestion niyo po? No, but, okay, so for me, and I'm gonna be very honest. Yeah, I, I actually wanna know. Okay, in no order. In no order. For me, number one is Farmers. Like fighting for our farmers, mm-hmm. making their lives easier as much as possible for the independent farmers. Like for me, yeah. this is like a belief system. Like, sorry, what I mean by belief system is like what they're fighting for. Parang ganun. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So, one is the farmers. Like, for me, yeah. without our farmers, we'd be paying a heavy price for even, like, eggplant. Like, my goodness. Like, the cheapest vegetable all, of all time would be spending so much, right? And so, for me, making farmers' lives easier is number one for me. Yeah, parang I, I feel like, I mean, if I can just add to what you said, parang dapat then maybe you can help them understand kung ano yung mga rights nila. Kasi they can demand more. But like, hindi kasi nila alam that they can demand more. Yeah. So, hinahayaan na lang nila yung sarili nila na ma-shortchange ng mga malalaking businesses. Kasi di ba, you know naman, like sa Korea, pag farmer ka, oh my God, ano nilang mayaman ka? But here, pag sinabi mong farmer, parang hirap yan, farmer. Which is so sad, no? Because like I for know. me... No, for me, ako, if I do decide to do anything in the public life, number one farmers for me. Yeah. Like, alam mo, yet really depressed me during the pandemic. The I mentioned about, like, let's say an onion farmer mm-hmm. selling, like, onions for, like, 10 pesos a kilo. For me, we should have a department that parang sends, you know, vehicles to these farmers, buy the goods at market price from them, or, you know, mm-hmm. at the price that's fair, then we either give it to soup kitchens, we either sell it at a lower cost to individuals, somewhat like an NFA rice, but like NFA gulai, if you will. Yeah, I think there's a program, um, may program on Department of Agriculture for that, but I just, nakalimutan ko lang kung ano. Or if, if that exists, maybe it's not that, it's not given that much budget or whatever, right? But if there's something like that, then improve the budget, right? Empower yeah. it or whatever. But anyway, so that's like for me, like farmers number one. Second, and I think this will surprise you, uh, mm-hmm. people who are willing to fight for sex workers. Because I believe that sex work is work and that we shouldn't um, shun them for that long anymore. Mm-hmm. I think I, yeah, I agree with you. It's not surprising to me. I think um, it's been a long time coming. Na parang dapat ano na yan eh. Matagal nyo nang naisip yan eh, diba? Doon sa mga leaders yeah. natin. So I think it's really important. I just, like, given that the Philippines is a very conservative country and very traditional, no, tayo na nga and the Vatican, yung walang divorce. Divorce, yeah. So I, I'm not so sure that it will pass into law, but it's great that may ganyang klase pass. So people, so the sex workers feel like they're seen, they're understood. Which is diba? important. Eh? I've always felt that they were a minority that is the mo- one of the most vulnerable ones. So, how do I say? When, when you recognize the presence of sex workers, you're recognizing the prostitution in a way. Yeah. yeah. Diba? So what will you tell the Catholic Church? Usually, yan, mga CBCP, lalaban niya. Sorry. Lalaban yan. Sabihin nila sa'yo. So, ano, parang okay lang sa inyo na i-promote yung prostitution. That's why we're going to to give, like, you know, um, I mean, bibigyan natin ng, not, not naman benefits, but, alam mo yun, i-acknowledge natin yung work For me, this is what I would tell them, uh, you, know, you know, if I was in that position, right? Kalo mo man, I'm running for something, no? But, if I was in that position, I'd be like, you know, in the Ten Commandments. Hello. Sorry, can you still hear me? I think I lost me? you. Okay, but am I back now? I think, I think he. Oh wow. Okay, so Steph, I think lost me. I hope she can hear Sorry. me now. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm back. Okay. Can good. You hear me? So, 
Yeah. Yeah, I can. I can. Yeah. Actually, I heard you a while ago. Then you pause. Then you're like, I think I lost Paolo or something. But yeah. <laughs> if I was in that position, I would just simply say that look at the Ten Commandments. God simply said, love your neighbor. So for me, at the end of the day, we will make um, safety protocols, safety measures that mm-hmm. underage people will not get into sex work. And, you know, mm-hmm. it has to be a certain age and it has to be your decision. That's number mm-hmm. one. Yeah, but maybe they will say, like, it's like Sabong. You can really regulate it. Kasi diba, sinasabi ng e-Sabong, that's why they regulate it. Dapat may age. But at the end of the day, it can be accessed on the phone. It can be accessed anywhere. So no, that's true. That's true. And, it, and that's something know? that, and that's something that, you know, for now, um, maybe there's no answer I can think of right now. Just because that's not something I haven't really, you know, deep dove in yet. But it's important that we recognize them as human beings. We give them the respect and the privileges that they need and that they earn. Yeah, let's work on that. Let's work on that. <laughs> I like how this became like me convincing you. But yeah, yeah, so number one, farmers. Number two, sex workers. And number three, it really has to be education. Because yeah. I've always felt that public education in the Philippines has been so lackluster that mm-hmm. for me... Um, the one thing that we need to include in all our curriculum, instead of making it a separate subject, maybe incorporated with other subjects, is critical mm-hmm. thinking. Mm-hmm. Because if we have a young generation of people who are good at critical thinking, who understand the importance of certain situations, then we will have better voters, we will have a better nation with that. So yeah, if we so can fix that. Yeah. yeah, my question is, like, okay, so... Um, it's a really good plan. I totally agree with you. We want um, people or the younger generation to start thinking critically. But I think, um, like, how do we get the teachers to teach it um, in a way that students will understand? And alam mo talagang maisa sa buhay nila. But it starts with the teacher then, diba? It starts yeah. with the parent. Um, and I think at this point, um, may, may um, sister kasi public school teacher, parang, Okay, okay yung public school education system natin. But like, paminsan kasi merong, alam mo yun, parang, how do you say it? Yung parang, um, pag hindi mo sila binibigyan ng tamang support ay yung mga teachers natin na demoralize ka. So what I want to ask is, like, how can you make sure that yun nga, yung critical thinking na yun will be properly taught by the teachers knowing that medyo kulang yung support ng government for them? So, so with that one, for me, first things first, increase the budget for public education period. Um, personally speaking, I, I, I'm so glad to hear that you have a sister who's a public school teacher. I mean, that is one of the greatest sacrifices of all time because she could easily be in the U.S. or in Europe earning maybe times five of her salary, right? Yeah. But she's here sticking it out in unair-conditioned classrooms with like 80 students to a room or whatever. So that's amazing. Um, so here's the thing. I know that a lot of public school teachers are say, you know, they're given incentives we're in, you know, attend this seminar, you'll get an increase or whatever, or things like that, right? But it's not really fine. What happens is there are those who don't take it seriously, but they attend okay na, right? Mm-hmm. So um as of now, maybe base it on the performance of your students. Because here's the thing, first things first. 
we have to control the number of students per classroom. It cannot be the 80. It cannot even be 40. Yeah. For me, it should be 20 students at most per classroom, mm -hmm. per teacher. Not 40, not 60, not 80, etc. So once we control all of that, build more classrooms or big or build more spacious classrooms, right? Enough for these students. Then we base it on the performance of the students, if the teacher is doing well. Because here's the thing. If let's say out of 20 students, there are maybe three students who aren't doing so well, that's okay. That's like three. Maybe the students aren't that great. Of course, you have to give them support to help them out, yeah. right? But if let's say half of them aren't doing well for that yes, teacher, then you have to wonder already, is it really like the most bad luck of all time? Like, is she or he bad luck, Brian? Uh, <laughs> all the not great students are in one class. Hmm? Or is it really the performance of the teacher? But with that, you don't get rid of teachers or anything like that, but you help train them. So what I would do is I would give trainings to these teachers and give them incentives in mm. terms of them attending the training and passing the training as well. So whether it's, let's say, an increase in salary or if it's other kinds of benefits that would, you know, help them. That's something that I would have to figure out later on. But top of mind, incentivize it. Tell them that if you do well, students do well, you will get something out of it. Yeah. Also, maybe like the government can um, encourage the teachers to apply for scholarships abroad. Like my sister, That's said, yeah. yeah, she applied for like a scholarship for early childhood education in Singapore, and then she got accepted. Um, tapos nag-apply pa siya ulit ng isa pang masters sa Australia naman, and she also got accepted. So parang is she, is she like a fucking genius, by the way. Sorry. Is she like a fucking genius? I love no. Did she like apply to Harvard for me just for shits and giggles? Education dito, promise. Yung ate ko, she's um, she's something else. Ma, kahit ako na aamis sa kanya. Like there was this one story. If I may just um make kwento. Uh, one time umuwi ako sa Malaysia. Now before that, niti na sabi siya sa akin, may student na na hindi po mapaso. And parang she wanted to check on the student, like, ano bang nangyayari? Bakit hindi ka pumapasok sa pandemic? Tapos, um, parang kailangan doon kasi maghanap ng student niya. So, parang siya, ano ba yung hanap buhay nito? Parang ganun. So, sinamahan niya, like, one time, and then, apparently, ang hanap buhay ng student niya is um, drug mule. At grade 6 to, ha? Grade 6. So, one time, umuwi, parang sabi niya, Paano daw niya kuprotektahan yung studyante niya outside the classroom? Because it's a different world pag lumabas ka na ng klase. So she wanted to make sure like okay yung studyante niya, ganyan. So hindi niya alam yung gagawin kasi malamang inutusan yun ng magulang. So one time I went home and then niyak siya. Kaya ako, medyo maligit siya ako sa atin. Pero ganun lang naman kami, tough love. So sabi ko, ba yan, iyak niya pa siya lang din. Sabi niya nga, yung student niya was, um, nagkaroon kasi ng um, by bus dun sa community. So, yung student niya naipat sa bypass and was shot at the back. Patay, dead on arrival sa hospital. So, she was really crying like, paano ko iaano yung, paano ko po protektahan yung studyante ko outside the classroom? So, nagkaroon, alam mo yun, parang naisip ko na parang shocks na na marami rin teachers na ganito, na yung care nila for, for, for their students, hindi nag-end sa classroom. Like, talagang, sinisigurado nila na shocks may nakakain ba yung studyante kung may load ba. Actually, yung itong pandemic, dahil maraming students niya walang load, so nagbibigay siya ng load sa students niya. May napanalunan kasi yung award recently. 
So yung parang a portion ng prize money niya, pag walang load yung student, doon niya binibigay. Parang naka-budget na. So yeah. diba, parang no, but kung marami know, tayong prize nun, I mean, your sister is an amazing human being. Uh, but like for me, if I were if I were like in power, I would have budget for things like that. Diba? I mean, because here's the thing. I hear stories about students having to to work in the fields with their parents and all these things. That's why I say that education is the number one priority because I want a, a generation of yuppies to come out, right? Who can work yeah. in Singapore, who can work here, who can work wherever they want because they're equipped for life. Mm-hmm. But right now, what do these students need? One, their parents, parang, the, the first thing that the students need is food for me. So, you know, I know public schools at times do give free food, like give free lunch yeah. or whatever. But from what I hear, it's not enough. It's not that sustenantial or, sorry, is that even a word? The sustenance is not even that good. Um yeah. That's one. So I would fix that easily. For me, you know, give them veggies, give them a bit of meat, and then give them brown rice, not white, because white causes diabetes, right? But I mean, stuff like that. Then for the teachers, definitely incentivize them, like what I mentioned, right? Whether it's scholarships abroad, whether it's monetary or whatever, plan it out. And then give them the choice. Like, okay, if you guys reach this, here are your prizes. Choose which one you want. Yeah. Right? Because some teachers, they don't want but I mean, some teachers want to study again. Sure, go ahead, study. Ito na. You know, go wild. Some want monetary. Oh, sige, ito na. Yeah, I mean, so it's more about creating a program wherein we also give them the choice of what they get in return. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, um, even if you're doing your job and you're getting your salary and stuff, people will always need to be incentivized, no matter what. There's, there should always be an incentive program. And yeah, that's for me, also, we make them feel appreciated. Exactly. So I think it yeah, it really helps a lot. It would make a, a big difference. Talaga. For me, talaga, like I've always had this in my life. I have the greatest respect for farmers, for anyone in the medical field, public, public hospital especially, and teachers, whether it's public or private. It's not easy being a teacher, especially yeah, exactly. in public school. Super. So, I mean, Super. I mean, compared to Ken, diba? si Ken naman, ilang million yan per month for sure, diba? But, um, <laughs> exactly. I agree. I agree. So, okay, Steph, um, I know you're a very busy person and uh, I don't want to keep you for too long. So, how about this? I'll ask you one last question before, you know, you do your plugins. Um, so, my last question to you is this. Um, with what happened in the current election, there are a lot of people out there who have lost hope, who have resorted to, you know, saying a lot of things that they probably don't mean yeah. online. But they're still very awful. But, you know, they probably don't mean it. I would like to hope they don't mean it. What yeah. be what would be your message to them? Yeah, I think we should just go back to our core. Like, what are we really fighting for? I mean, it sounds so cliche, pero um, bumuboto tayo para sa mga kababayan natin, diba? So I think kailangan lang natin balikan yung reason natin, yung purpose natin, bakit tayo bumoboto, bakit tayo lumalabang. Yun lang. <laughs> Nalungkot, yun lang. Oh nga, very, very parang, uh, y- y- yun lang. Okay, so I know you're married and all, and probably Papa P knows how to contact you, but let's say people want to get you as like their PR person or things like that. Where can they reach you if they just want to follow you because of OOTDs or whatever? Where can they find you? 
they, they can just search me on Instagram, like at Steffi dot uh, Steffi underscore Ness. So I mean, my my I have my email there. So why are you Steffi Ness? What what's the Ness part? Like, what does that mean to you? Well, because my friend, um, she's my cover reporter on RTN Nine, si Roma. Parang tawag lang niya sa akin Steffi Ness, kasi parang feeling niya lagi ko masaya, happiness, so Steffi Ness. <laughs> Oh, okay. Simple yung energy ko dati. So, yun. I like yung dati, no? I, I guess it comes with age. Gusto mo yung nag-husband si Ken. Oh, very proud husband si Ken. So, how about your, about Lupin? I mean, come on, just do your plugins, woman. Oh my God, yeah. Well, hindi kasi ako sanay mag-plugins. But yeah, I have like the cutest baby in the world. His name is Lupin and he's a corgi. So, you can follow him on Instagram at Lupin, uh, the gentleman Corgi. Sobrang cute niya. Um, and dami rin yung followers kasi malditos lang aso. Pero he's very sweet to humans. <laughs> Alam mo, I was telling Ken, we should have like a dog date because I don't know if Ken ever made you kwento about my dog, Peanut and Matt. So I have Ay, two poms. Yeah, yeah, so I have two poms. Um, but Peanut, I feel is like a half palm, half husky just because he jumps. Like he, he's he's a bit big. And he can jump from like the floor to a table levels. Really? Like he's that athletic. Like I think he gets it from me. I don't know, but uh, he's very athletic and he eats a lot. But he's so fit. Like he's lean, like Ken, really? you know, lean and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we should make a play date. Sam I'll bring my baby. Yeah, we should definitely have a play date in Iagos or something if you want. But yeah, yeah, so Steph, um, I greatly appreciate you being here. You're such an awesome guest. Uh, I know you're like the busiest person of all time. So, you know, thank you for giving us uh, whatever time you have. I, I greatly oh, appreciate thank you. It. Thank you for inviting. Actually, this was very therapeutic for me. <laughs> diba? and I, hope I, I hope I convinced you about 2028. But anyway, um, to our viewers, uh, to our loyal viewers, Iglap will be back next week. I have to double check if I have a Monday episode. I hope not. Hopefully, it's Thursday again. My God, I, I, I'm tired doing twice a week anyway. But yeah, Iglap will be back next week. You can follow Steph at, at Steffiness because that's happiness, according to our RPN yes. colleague before. And if you want to follow her very cute dog, who is a corgi, you can follow him at Lupin the Gentleman Corgi on Instagram as well. Steph, thank you again so much. Guys, thank, thank you again. You Stay safe. Goodbye. And let's all drink wine. Bye, everyone. Good night. Bye.